Greetings ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this batch video of one-shots taken from the HUPI subreddit. The links to the originals will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do so, please consider subscribing, because for those that don't, you will be visited later on by a biomass-eating cloud of sentient nanites. Story number one. The Combined Milky Way Armada, written by Timpenzi, writes. The bridge shook as the lights turned red and the sirens bled. Bridge officers tumbled out of the chairs and crashed into the display panels. The High Chancellor Bigger gripped her armrests tightly as to not be one of them. Sir, they've already broken through the shield wall. The Admiral says that we've entirely depleted our reserves. They had already retreated right to the edge of the galaxy and were surrounded. In front of them was an endless horde of Maxillian ships set to enslave them, and behind them was the intergalactic void they were unable to cross. A bigger pulled up the map, showing a small sliver, thin shell of green dots, holding back galaxy's sized blotch of red. A few star systems, that's all the territory that they had. They'd lost so much. High Chancellor Abigail's husband and children had been captured when the Maxillians had launched a surprise attack on the homeworld. Start pulling the ships back of the shell. Our flanks won't matter if they break through our center. Immediately, the back of the green shell started to dissolve and flow towards the front as the only stopgap measure. Ma'am, there's a jump signature behind us. Crap, she thought. They were waiting for us to open up our rear just to give it to them. There's thousands, millions, billions, they're hating us. What? Put it on screen. The screen lit up with a picture of a small boy wearing a digital camo fatigues. Greetings, I am the child general of the combined Milky Way Armada. We request that you open your shield way to allow our forces through. Who's the Milky Way? Bigger said, turning to her information officer and muting the screen. It's not possible, it's a place, it's the home of humanity. They're a minor training partner with the transgalactic capabilities. We have opposing mineral resources, so we enacted a trade agreement. It's a non-compete besides that we have non-aggression treaty with them, but that's it. What the hell are they doing here? I don't know, ma'am. She unmuted the screen. Milky Way Armada, what is your purpose here? You called for help, High Chancellor, so we are here. Help? Yes, ma'am, your message said you feared the extinction of your race, but you... We need to access the enemy now. I did not bring our armada here for no reason. Allow them access through the shield wall, she said after a moment of hesitation. Thank you, High Chancellor. The child said and turned away from the screen and back to his own people. Open up. The screen cut off and the human general went completely white. What's going on? She said, turning the map's officer. It's all to tile, sir, but- Oh my god! What is it? There- they're exclusively using banned weaponry, railguns firing antimatter beyond gamma laser. Far, far beyond, oh my god. Speak up, sailor. They, capital ships are using strangely cannons. What the hell? That's not possible. I understand, sir, but that's what the sensors are saying before they wiped it out. They wiped out our sensors. That's impossible. They rated for supernovas. Before she could finish the thought, two more signatures showed up on the map. They were being displayed as two cylindrical moons. The child general came back on screen. Hi, Chancellor. When I give the signal, I need your people to open up two large holes in your shield wall and retreat behind our shielded wall. The Hawking and the Schwatch child. 
need room to fire. Those moons are ships. Yes, ma'am, shatterclass dreadnoughts. How many of those monsters do you have? Just the two, ma'am. Her bigger breathed a sigh of relief. In response, the child general continued, You must understand me, High Chancellor. We only have two because we only need two. Massive plumes of flame shot out the entire rear of the twin shatterclass ships. Abigail realized that either of those ships produced more thrust than every ship of her people had ever made combined. And yet, when their main cannons fired, they were still pushed back through their own thrust, frames charring the sides of the ships. She looked, but she couldn't see the projectile until she glanced down at the map and noticed two inky black dots with red warning triangles around them. Did you just fire two black hole cannons? The High Chancellor said in disbelief. No, he replied, just as the black holes approached each other. I fired one merge cannon. The black holes collided, and in that moment they released more energy than the rest of the universe combined. A massive, expanding sphere of white and pinprick of black at the center appeared on the map. The sphere destroyed everything in its path until it broke against the human shield wall. Open up a channel to the Maxillians, the child general said. A bigger has too shocked to say anything. A black-scaled, red-eyed Maxillian appeared on the screen. We demand your unconditional surrender. Furthermore, we surrender, the Maxillian said, quickly interrupting. He looked defeated. We surrender. Good, the child general said, turning his gaze to Abiga. As of this moment, you are both wards of humanity. You will treat one another with respect and compassion. You will build a new civilization together, and if necessary, you will defend it side by side. The boy looked down momentarily at a tablet before continuing. As we speak, an autonomous stealth craft has arrived at the center of your galaxy, with a false vacuum bomb. The look of horror on Maxillian's face mirrored her own. He shouted, you can't be serious. You'll destroy the whole universe, she began, before the human raised a hand silencing the both leaders. We've contained the false vacuum leaked points before we were willing to do it again, to ensure peace comes and remains in this galaxy. Are we clear? The former enemies said in union. End of story number one. Story number two. Sovereign, written by T. Marcos. The Warrens below the spaceport on the Nefentha were not Leah's favorite place to stroll, but she had to admit that there was a certain dystopian chick to them that was hard to dislike. They had character, if nothing else, blaring neon that scaled the wavelengths above and below her perception, lit awnings stretched over a hundred merchant stalls, hawking food, scrap tech, and biomatter of a thousand varieties. Most of it was illegal, of course, and a large portion of it was lethal, especially the food. That didn't stop her from pausing before the rickety noodle cart, her nose intrigued by the melange of the spices and smokes wafting from under the stained awning. The vendor was still all tentacles and eyeballs as it dashed spices over steaming masses of boiled and fried carbs with some sort of dark sauce. It noticed her attention almost immediately, giving her a polite nod of its head. Sovereign, it greeted her. Its voice was deep and wet. We are honored to serve you. Hi, Leah replied, her eyes flitting over the food and offer. This stuff human spec? Assuredly, it burbled. We are always pleased to nourish your kind. It wasn't the most reassuring confirmation, but it did smell good, and she scanned the various piles of ingredients and found nothing even remotely familiar. Yeah. 
Sure, she grunted. You know what? Just make me something tasty. Dealish choice. Heavy on whatever protein you pick. An honor sovereign, he replied happily, sweeping a pile of noodles into a pot. Leah frowned. You keep calling me that, she snorted. It's not my name, you know. The till's head dug briefly, several bulbous eyes fixed on her own. We call you what you are, sovereign, it said amusedly, running through its voice, even if you do not know it. I know what the word means, squid boy, she sighed. We're speaking in my lingo, after all. I hate to break it to you, but I am not the ruler of anything in particular. More eyes strained on her, and the tentacles shuffled ingredients around in a gleaming chopping block. Not so, sovereign, he replied chuckledly. You rule a universe, after all. She snorted, a burst of incredulous laughter forcing its way out. Oh, really? she asked amusedly. Someone must have forgotten to hand me the memo. Is this a paid position? The tool's tentacles slowed, and for a moment all its eyes rested on her. She felt the chill that lingered even in the till's attention slipped off of her. It's work, resuming. The food, it said, its voice quieter than before. When you look at the food, what do you see? Leah gave it a skeptical look. Noodles, I suppose, she replied. You're making me think twice, though. What are noodles, it asked. What are... She sputtered, training off incredulously. You know, coming from a noodle vendor, that's an odd question. Coming from a squid, about to serve me what I desperately hope are noodles, it's downright disconcerting. Noodles are a thin carbohydrate filament. The till replied tonelessly. They are nutritional staple, yes? Leah nodded, unsure of what to say. The till slowed again, all its eyes locking on her once more before dispersing to their task. Four tentacles grasping knives and began to dice vegetables that she could not identify. Probably vegetables. Are they nothing else? I asked softly. They're a food I like? She asked tentatively. I used to eat them pretty much every day at home. My mom would make them with chili oil and whatever leftovers were handy. I liked them because they're warm and tasty, and they remind me of when I was a kid. She paused momentarily, unsure why she had said so much. Good, the tour replied, whisking the veggies into a pan and swirling them in a glistening oil. Home... Parents, warmth, and memories of childhood. Does any of that change my noodles here in the pot? Leah blinked. We're getting a bit philosophical for lunch, but I'm going to say no, she guessed. Correct, I replied. They remain mine until... It trailed off, quickly tossing the noodles into a pan with an assortment of golden brown cubes that had been frying. With practice motions, it swept them into a bowl sprinkling traces of seasonings and oils across the top before handing the neatly made bowl with two short chopsticks to Leah. She took it hesitantly, and as her hands touched the bowl, all of Tull's eyes were fixed on it. A shudder went through the squid-like alien as she accepted the food. Until they are yours, it said dazedly, unique amongst all I have cooked, an honor, sovereign. Now wait, just a damn minute, she retorted annoyed. You're making way too much out of this. There's nothing special about handing me a bowl of noodles. She sniffed it, realizing her mouth was watering. Tasty noodles, she amended, but still, stop calling me sovereign. The tool began to scrub the pan clean, burbling as a pleased manner. Do you know what would happen if I served these noodles to a till? It asked, and she shook her head, and it bobbed down its own contently. They would be till noodles, saying with the crisp for the hit, any of a hundred races. 
When I make this for them, it is the same bowl every time. They all look at it and see the same thing, think the same thoughts. Humans, though, he continued, humans are interesting. No genetic memory, no thought links, no points of comparison or normalization. Every one of you, singular, self-contained system, thinking their own thoughts. It swiped a tentacle across the chopping block, clearing it. Every bowl of noodles, unique. Pfft. Leah grumbled. Only half invested and disagreeing through a mouthful of delicious, savory noodles. God damn, these are delicious, even if you're nuts. She swallowed, shaking her head. There's nothing special about me, though, she objected. Nothing uncommon. The toll admitted adding some water to the pot. But special, oh yes. You are the only one who sees your universe. Sovereign. Every moment is unique, irreplaceable. Put another till behind this counter and I will see what I see. Feel what I feel because it thinks what I think. We all eat the same noodles when we partake. That seems a little sad, Leah said, scraping the bottom of the bowl with a few straight tippets. It's a life, the till replied noncommittally. We are what we are and so are all the others. But I, it said triumph, threading into its voice, I glimpse what is singular, I create what is not being created by any before me. I give you noodles, and what you take from my hands has never been experienced by another living being, shall never be experienced again. It is bliss. It is noodles, Lee retorted tiredly, maybe a little bliss, mostly because of the crispy bits. Porkbelly, the tall nodded, aside from your unique universe perspective, probably the best thing in your planet has gifted the universe. Whatever you say, squid boy, she replied, handing the bowl back. The till took it from her hands, caressing it for a moment before discarding it into a pile of unwashed dishes. How much is this singular experience going to cost me? Twenty creds, the till replied innocently, pointedly ignoring Leah's ignorant splattering. She plunked a few scraps of plastic on the counter with a glare. Not sure me and my universe will be coming back here at that price, she grumbled. So long, squid boy, good luck with the perspective. She stalked off, leaving the till alone in his stall. Farewell, it whispered. Sovereign of the universe. End of story number two. End of this batch video. If you wish to support the author or the channel, all the relevant links are down below. But the easiest way would be to share this like a plague to everyone and anything that you can think of. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good time. And I'll see you then. Cheers.